Hello, everybody. Welcome to Banana Split Podcast, episode 16. Today, we have a packed house. We have special guests, Alex Lahon and Dee. Uh, hello, Dee. Hi. Yes, so Hi. Alex is an artist. He is massive gym goer, cosplayer, and all other things geeky. Is that is that an accurate assessment? No, I barely try any with those things, and I don't know. Well, he's an overall cool guy. Thanks. Yeah, trust me. And Patrick's here as well. That's yep. me. Yep, and the ne- our next guest is Dee. She's also a geek, and she's basically the ultimate binge watcher for all things Stranger, Stranger. Things and beyond. <laughs> uh, but please, no spoilers. I don't want it. If, if there's any spoilers today, I'll be very, very angry. But anywho, uh, Patrick, so you've got the whole lineup. Uh, we've got an amazing array of things to be said today. Yeah, I'm going to try and stick with the uh, structure I built last time. Um, I did a tiny bit of work this afternoon, um, and then we battled the crazy winds that are running through Sydney at the moment to get here. So hopefully it's worth the journey for you guys to uh, plug this in and listen to us on your commute to or from work. Um, don't forget to let us know what you think. Uh, there's one review I've seen on iTunes, which is quite <laughs> glowing, so pretty happy with that. For, for what? Um, for oh. our podcast. Yeah. How many stars? Five. Oh. So, yeah. Keep them coming. Um, so, as we did last week, I'm going to discuss my favorite, um, what would you call him, billionaire slash Tony Stark. Like, he was essentially when, was it John Favreau? Who started the whole Iron Man franchise? Yeah, he directed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, he directed the first, the first one. two. Uh, this guy, Elon Musk, was one of his kind of inspirations. But, yeah, you know, he's a real life. Other than you know, obviously, he doesn't, as far as we know, have a flying battle suit. Um, though who knows where it's going to go? Uh, he's pretty amazing with all the inventions and actually, you know, being able to. He's got that whole dual side where he can think of something amazing and then also bring it to market. You know. Yeah. Um, so. What's he been up to? This week, he's been getting pretty local. He came down to Australia and had an interview with uh, whoever she is on 60 Minutes. It's not Tracy Grimshaw. Someone of that ilk. And uh, she she got quite... Uh, she stirred him up a bit. So he almost looked like he was crying and when she said, you know, what's going to happen when Australians go without food because they can't afford to pay their electricity bill? And he was basically like, wow, I didn't know things were that bad. And uh, got quite emotional. So that was, um, yeah, he's not just a robotic sort of plutocrat that wants to make billions of dollars. He does seem to care about us mere mortals. Um, And expressed how upsetting it was when he offered to build us the world's largest lithium-ion battery in 100 days or it would be free, which was a genuine offer. But then that was three months ago. So I think we're coming down to, what, maybe 10 days left of the deadline. And the only thing holding him up is, guess what? Australian politicians. Like Uh, Scott Morrison, who's, you know, miring it in uh, bureaucracy and red tape. And he's comparing it to like, oh, we don't need another giant banana or giant prawn. When it could be, um, you know, part of the solution to it. How does that play into the electricity factor? It it plays into a populist um, rhetoric that's all about anything foreign being bad. And we have to save ourselves. And it's just... I think the fact that yeah. it's challenging the ego of the uh, the government uh, plays a factor there. It's like he can solve better problems than what they're doing now at, at a more timely matter and for free if it's not. And yeah, it definitely sounds There's no like better deal own. than that. Are they delaying <clears throat> him on purpose? I think so, yeah. No, anything that will make 
anyone else coming in and saving the day is going to look bad for the liberals who are in power. So, right, yeah, it's 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 thinking small rather than big picture. But uh, and the other thing that shocked again part of that is the fact that we're focusing on quote unquote clean coal, which is a bit of a it's like military intelligence. Yeah, but we're not even really touching any of that stuff. Or we're just more relying on what we're already mining. It's not yeah, yeah. going into any of that. There, there's so many other resources or or so many different other, I mean, things that we can do. But uh, we're, we're such a skeptic government from what I've seen. Yeah, he um, definitely thinks there's a lot more. Uh, we, we could have the cheapest electricity in the world with where we are situated geographically in terms of the amount of sun we get. Yep. Where technology is now with solar panels, but... Obviously, something's got to change before that all happens. But, yeah, at least we're in a good situation once we get the right people in power. And that's as political as I'm going to get. Um, the next segment, which is probably my favourite, is about how we're all going to be under the thumb of our glorious robotic leaders one day. Um, and two things have happened, which are rather interesting. And, uh, yeah, I'm just getting some confusing hand signals. Just have to come over and say it. Just talk into the mic, talk more, into please. the mic. That's all we need. All right, I'll move a little bit closer to my audience. Hi. Thank you. Um, yeah. So basically, something yeah, interesting happened voice. over in Saudi Arabia, of all places, where a robotic avatar called Sophia. She's not quite all there. She's a head. She's got a chest. I think maybe some arms, but they might have to wheel her around. She Dude, was granted citizenship. Wants to make a babies like the robot can. That was the babies. other story. Yeah, yeah. That's different, insane, um, dude. Different, oh, was this the yeah. article that you put up today on Facebook? That's right. Yeah, I was doing some research oh. and came across this guy named Sergey Santos or Sergi, and uh, he's basically planning to marry his robotic creation. Even though he's already married to a wife of sixteen years, she's right in there with him, helping him create the next. This is yeah, a, it's this very is a creepy. weird, bloody coincidence compared to. A movie that just came out recently. You're talking about um, Blade Runner, or yeah, yeah. We're getting into spoiler territory there, so I didn't want to no, touch on that too much. We already had an episode on Blade Runner. <laughs> Let's just say that there's themes of uh, there's a lot of themes coming up. Technology and, and relationships. Speaking of Blade Runner, that has bombed massively in China. So apparently, they're basically. I read an article saying that the Chinese market is essentially like, say, if you just took the entire segment of the American market that only watches Adam Sandler movies. That's the Chinese. Like they just watch Transformers. They watch the shit out of that. Um, Pacific <laughs> That's such Rim. A burn on Adam Sandler. Yeah, oh, man. I love his earlier work, but no. Wow. It's not the smartest. Was he really movie. ever good? I'm. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I never. Billy Madison was amazing. Oh, the Water Boy was, was funny. incredible. I'll give it that. They had its moments, but they're not like cinematic tour de forces or anything like. It doesn't have to be. No, but it'd be um, nice if there was a little bit more of a mix of popular movies or in china it only seems to be the big dumb blockbusters right. that make any money so right hopefully the market will mature though and there's just no appetite for sci-fi there which is weird considering if you've ever been to shanghai it looks like the most futuristic crazy city in the world it basically looks like the locations of the movie doesn't it sort of yeah a lot of it sure. yeah. they get filmed there a lot right there'd be three cities i'd want to film in it'd be there maybe uh dubai and, you know, I think New York's still quite popular. That yeah, would still but half real... your budget be gone there. That's why they substitute it with the other cities. Like what they, mm. um, what is it again? Like how Avengers, it was shot in Chicago instead of New York. Yeah, yeah same with yeah. Batman. Yeah. Uh, they filmed a lot of Batman in Detroit, actually, with just that courthouse scene in, in Chicago. Bloody hell. 
But uh, yeah, it was great for the local economy. Anyway, so yeah, we had the two things where the guy was basically building his own robot wife and started making headlines, which were a little clickbaity because they're all like, hey, we're going to have a baby. But what he's actually doing is figuring out what the baby will probably look like and then 3D printing one. So not quite the same thing. But uh, yeah, his heart's in the right place. Or is it? Not hurting it. That's a good question. So D, you mentioned you have a partner, right? So if your partner, you found out that your partner had a robot wife that he made which would be understandable because it's like a distance what, thing what would your reactions be and how rational would you be in your emotions I think I'd just laugh <laughs> tell him to toss it out he'd have to get rid of it but would it make a well, difference would it be creepier if... if he made it or would it you'd prefer it if he bought one on the internet I don't know I don't know hmm. I'll put on the spot here I don't, okay. I don't know because he my partner lives in Miami so it's long distance oh, oh, I see. so it's sort of like yeah. oh well yeah, I don't know. Like, it's kind of... I have no problem with him. No, I do have a problem with him. No, 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 he can't have one. No. no. He's probably okay. going to listen yeah. to this. Yeah. Like, fuck. Yeah. Wow. Um, I've heard similar sentence, sem- sentiments that would basically be cheating. It's all revealed no, now, ladies cheating. and gentlemen. It's just like, mm, yeah, it's a bit hmm. strange. The true intentions are here, right now, laid bare. <laughs> Oh my gosh! This has become the Jerry Springer show right here. Yeah, my All my right. my measurement is if it's just one of those silly blow up dolls, which I don't really. That to me is too those cold dead eyes. I don't see the attraction, but that wouldn't really count. They Whereas look if like you fish. had like the level of detail, yeah, what do they call real dolls? Aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, they're pretty realistic. Yeah, those. So those would, would be that's kind of borderline. That would be pretty creepy, but if they were like at the level of the um, Westworld type. Skin jobs. What do you call them? Uh, You're mixing two movies. I'm mixing two movies. <laughs> two, two franchises together. Um, they're called hosts. Hosts, that's right. If they were yeah. that good, then that would be cheating. Attaining a level of consciousness yeah. and advanced mm. complexity. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're uh, essentially uh, human. I yeah. Think. At least if you... Minus if the you, If you step back and you're watching it as, you know, just an audience member, then you know it. Whereas if you went in, in that universe and you thought, oh, it's just a robot... There's no, they don't have any real intelligence, then it's not quite as bad. But I think they're so real that even then, even if you knew it was just very dumb artificial programming, it would be a real, there's definitely some ethical issues there if you had a partner. If you didn't, go for it. But if you did, yeah. It's like that whole discussion that came up on Facebook a while ago about, um, the and I think we've talked about this where there was a sex doll in England somewhere that they'd come up with or somewhere in Europe and it had a setting where it would sort of resist advances somehow. It was very basic. Like it can't be that okay. good. It's not gonna really. start it's not gonna jump up and run away and start screaming Help No but <laughs> No, but it sounds like a training procedure or something or like an educational tool for yeah. um in case for I don't know, uh, a woman's class or something if there was or something they would probably put in schools in like wow. the middle of the day. That would be a fun game for the kids. All right, everyone, catch this robot. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever tackles it first gets... Teaching how to float. It's yeah. got like buggy legs. It just like motors off. Yeah. And then have all those robotic noises, but... <laughs> Man, no. I, I reckon we're going to see more and more popular like robot models to be made in the future. Like yeah. absolutely, and then it'll become the norm. And then if you don't have a robot girlfriend, you'll be weird. You'll be classified as an outsider. 
that they'll be if the you, it'll be a way doing. of displaying wealth like you'll watch around, you'll walk around with a posse yeah have so a harem of it, it could you know, be the next generation's rolex yeah. how you know you you're flaunting like a this technological advancement they'll say yes to anything you'll do um i think westworld will be that like defining achievement mm. if we can ever reach that android level you'll be the equivalent of justin bieber with like you know, a bunch of male robot types that just beat up anyone he points at and then the equivalent of like Brazilian prostitutes that are robot girls that, you know. Or the kind of... Except these ones uh, don't take, you know, videos of him with their cell phone and then upload it. Right. No, you just made me think that if it's Justin Bieber, they're not going to be able to tell what gender it is and it just goes, "What I can be whatever you want. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Uh, You know, he's been beefing up a bit lately apparently, so... Yeah. yeah, watch out for him in the next, you know, Die Hard 15 or something. <laughs> God. It'll just be him dying five times. I think that's where I draw the line. I've, I've watched every Die Hard up till now. Yep. Um, but I think if they started getting someone like that in there, I'd have to... I'm out. They sort of did that with the one of the other ones because they got Justin Long in it and he just played a wimpy character. Mm. I, I'd never really watched the yeah, movie. Yeah, but, but to be fair, Justin yeah. Long has a... I mean, his name is very accurate. He has a huge... He's like Liam Neeson levels of, he's packing some heat, so really? he can be what? as wimpy as he wants. You haven't seen the. No, he's he's changed with... himself, but he used yeah. to be typecasted in that role of just the wimpy he was the Apple kid, old. right? He huh? was on in the Apple yeah. ads. The Apple yeah. ads, PC, yeah. and Hi, Apple. Well, like just look at him in Dodgeball. Mac. Hmm. If anyone remembers that. No, that was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's he was in um, Galaxy Quest. What? Um, wow. To, he was guiding. Um, uh, all the actors like going through the maze. Uh, it's great. So he definitely gets typecast. I have to watch that again. It's yeah. a great movie. Apparently, like, uh, the new series, the the one that Seth MacFarlane's made, is takes a lot of cues from that because it's basically like a parody of Star Trek, mm. which is, is, is essentially what Galaxy Quest was. No, no it's that? the oh, I had it. It's on the tip of my tongue. Um, the Orville. Yeah. Or- so I've been meaning to watch that, but it's not on any of my streaming things. So Streaming platforms. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we'll move on from that. What else did I get down there? Some quick ones. Weird Science Fact of the Week. Um, two of them kind of... I like to do a, like a man-made and a nature one. Both of these are kind of on a Venn diagram of crossing over. So let's go with it. In America, with all the different dog-trained sniffer dogs, they felt, two of them... Are being trained to detect pirated DVDs, so oh, that's pretty awesome. Different? Yeah, I don't know uh, how that's that works. That's hilarious. What? That could that they, could they be can... they could be easily be fooled though, if you can like change the scent somehow with like bootleg DVDs. If you can smell an original. Yeah, once Blu-ray. you pick up, I don't know what it is that they can yeah. smell that, it, that it's got like bad subtitles or <laughs> right. You can smell <laughs> bad subtitles. Like, I know they've got an amazing sense of smell, but that kind of blew my mind. I'm like, I need yeah. to find out more about no, that. I, I, I don't like, think you can train that, man. Well, it's, it's, it was official. It yeah. was on the internet. It must be true. Wow. Are they going to be, so, like, sniffing your hard drives next? Oh or something? I know there's dogs that can smell, like, for explosives. Yeah. So maybe it's something that, like, bootleggers use, like, a cheaper grade of Yeah, it, it's a scent issue, not a content issue. It could yeah. be, like, the printing yeah. or something, because those are usually pretty bodge. Because you smell the, the like different paper jobs, yep. the printing of a book versus a DVD it smells mm-hmm. different. It still smells like gross. So, yeah, what if there's no case? If it's just the disc? Exactly. The disc? That's what I'm saying. You could totally fool the dogs that way. Yeah. 
It's right. like, well, there's definitely enough interest this, in this to warrant some more research. So I'll be back next week with more on that. Um, the other thing was that uh, I found kind of interesting that the banana flavor that we taste in anything artificial, so like banana flavored yogurt or ice cream or what have you, that flavor doesn't exist in any banana that you can buy in a grocery store because that particular species died out in the 60s after a... Um, I don't know, you can't call it a plague. There was some kind of... Um, they went extinct, basically. Extinct, due to, yeah. Was it a natural kind of anomaly it or was it man-made? It was something that spread across the states and they all just died out. It was Ugh. some kind of, um, you know, contagious banana disease. It's a thing. <laughs> banana plague. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's none left. Yeah, so it's, no. it's, they kind of live on in artificial... There's no more willy fruit. Oh. No more willy fruit? I'm sorry. No. Dude, this is a G-rated podcast here. I'm uh, not... No, I heard you swear a few times <laughs> in the other ones. I'm kidding. Yeah. No, I need to. I need to catch up. Sorry, well, it's yep. got to be in context. We can't just sit here going, "She like you, like seven year olds that just discovered swear words." Yeah, you know. Ugh. Keep it relevant, guys. Sorry. Uh, moving on to geek news. Um, Charlie Heaton, who plays Jonathan Byers in Stranger Things. This isn't a spoiler. This is something that happened. That's- Cocaine? Day. Cocaine, yes. yeah. So we've all heard about this. He got off the plane for a screening of Stranger Things and, yeah, they sent him home packing no, to England. he couldn't get on the plane to get... I, he got off at LA oh, and they made him catch a plane home. Right. So, so he missed the premiere. And he's already been cast as Cannonball in New Mutants slash X-Force, which I can't wait because that was one of the few X-Men series that I actually read as a comic. Because X Men had oh. been around forever, and I was like, I need to start with something new. So I got on the ground floor with that. And Cannonball wasn't one of my favorite characters, but you know, he was just the guy that could go really fast. Did you read um, that in like uh, the paperback? Like it was a complication with all the issues to, strung together, or did you read it issue by issue? No, issue by issue. Oh, they right. were coming out when I was yeah in high school. So I heard he was also playing. Um, he he recently had some new fitness progress shots of him becoming Hellboy or something. He's playing Hellboy? I think so. There, there's a brand new reboot, and I think he's going to be Hellboy. I know yep. there's a reboot, but Jesus. Yeah, no, but he... Um, to go from he, Ron Perlman to that skinny little Reva Phoenix-looking dude. Wow. No, he uh, um he had a... Tra- he had a, I think he had the trainer who went with uh, Wolverine or something, and um, with um, Hugh Jackman, and right. he's ma- made some progress. He's still got some love handles on the side there, but he's got the abs... Yeah, but he's skinny. Pack. Like, Stranger Things, he's really just this skinny, strung-out-looking dude. He's not really skinny. He's just right. kind of pudgy. He's got, he's got some force behind his fist. Well, I'll take your word for it. Um, I could be wrong. <laughs> I mean, you all saw what they did with the guy from Kick-Ass. I can't remember his name, but he was in Godzilla and suddenly just beefcake. Yeah, it became Quicksilver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I think he must have toned down a little for that. Oh, no, he had that, like, I'm thinking of the, the other Quicksilver. You're, you're talking about the one that got killed in Avengers. Yeah. So we can, that's not a spoiler anymore. Age that's of Ultron, le- yeah. That's at least a year or two old. Um, yeah, so pity about that. He's he's married to someone who's like sixteen years older than him or something. Mm. Oh, go and he, him! And no, and he's he's got like three kids mm. with that partner. Oh, wow. good for him! Because no one remarks on it when Jack Nicholson's dating a twenty-year-old, or pretty much every fifty-something Hollywood actor, male-wise, is dating someone that's at least half their age. So it's good to see it. Flipped. Just don't give a rat's. It's not. I mean, there was Demi Moore and Ashton Kutcher. I mean, obviously that didn't work out with him sleeping around with everyone. But nah. yeah. Still. Break the mold. Uh, and then what else do we have? Some drama, a little bit sort of related to the news. 
Um, or this sort of happens every year again, like last week with the Halloween stuff. Um, people with uh, slightly controversial outfits. Uh-huh. Um, she dressed up as Al- Aaliyah, she, yeah. the girl that died in the plane crash. The singer. Yeah, so oh. she basically wore the same outfit that yeah. that singer wore, uh, Kim Kardashian. Oh. So she's got this whole get up with the gold and the black, and she's not even she's not doing blackface. She doesn't have a fake afro. She's just wearing the outfit. And I'm not a huge fan of Kim Kardashian sex tape, fuck tape star. She's pretty <coughs> much famous for nothing but being in a sex tape. Yes. Just like Paris Hilton. Um, you know, so Pamela Anderson at least had a TV show first. So, yeah, I'm not a huge fan, but I can't really see There's anything. wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. It's like other people She's... dress up as, like, Michael Jackson or Madonna. Mm. Well, she did... Um... She did Madonna as well, didn't she? Yeah, but I think she also did Michael Jackson. She's doing yeah, a tribute. Her sister. her sister did it. Courtney, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Less said about Courtney, the better. Um, so there was a bit of Twitter out- outrage there. And for two other things that I th- thought were also a bit overblown, um, someone decorated their front yard with a bunch of body bags. And people are upset that the body oh, bags because it looked like were... hung bodies black plastic as well uh, apparently yeah. that was racist overtones what need to be explained to me i've yet to see anyone explain how that's racist so uh. again i think it's one of those things where people are just looking for something to be upset about um much like her name is lily or lil rain reinhardt she's an actress on riverdale i don't know if anyone here has seen that yep, it's a very yep. dark take on archie oh the comic. Have watched the, the show. Comic. Have watched yeah, the yeah. Show. It's not bad. It's a little cheesy for my taste, but I got through the first season. Was, they could have done it a bit tighter. They could have done it in like eight episodes, like Stranger Things, but they strung it out to about fifteen or sixteen. Was it forty-six minutes each episode? It was, they were long. Yeah. Yeah. So, a little bit overwrought and on the nose, but you know, they had some moments. Like the guy playing um, Jughead. Jughead was the guy that's oh, in nice. Death Note, which was terrible. Like the the Canadian, oh, Cole Sprouse. Um, I can't remember. Yeah, Tobey Maguire, Light Yagami. Oh, wow. okay. I haven't heard him called that. that no, kind of works. he looks like um, Tobey Maguire from Spider Man Three when he's strutting around, being having the emo fringe. <laughs> yeah, walk like like Did Peter you do Parker. that last week. Yeah, no, that was, that was your that was one of your events. You're so, you're signing up for a lot of those. The the guy he organized it, but he never showed up, and so we had our wow. mascot. Spider-Man dude his name is Karosh great guy and he wore the whole Spider-Man onesie yeah. and a black jacket and then we just went through George Street just strutting it like was he in the lead? Wagging. he was the lead and then um, all the pensioners and senior citizens were like what are these kids doing? and then there was only one nerd in the entire walk that was like I love your work because well, he got the that, reference that would have been worth it for me it was great and then we were going through it like Darling Harbour George Street QVB um, and then Central uh, Devonshire Street Tunnel um, it was so much fun and then everyone wore black so we were like part of the mob and, and you're all listening to that song over and over again over and over again on a large bluetooth speaker <laughs> wow yeah oh okay so I thought you all had headphones in no that would have been no, kind of weird we had loud music and it was good like one of those um, silent discos you know where everyone just yeah. has headphones on but you're actually walking uh, yeah. yeah I've only been to one of those kind of that was actually alright mm. yeah. the next event is uh, squat like a slav at high park so I can so do that. Oh my god, can, no. We wear tracker dackers. They're going to do that at like 2 a.m. Oh, I hope not, but I'd they're going like to do it in the other. Really cheap roll, rolly cigarettes. Yeah. I, I want to do one, but I don't know if people would get the it. Vodka. It would be like be Rick Grimes and scream Carl at Hyde Park, Walking Dead style. Because Carl? Yeah, See, like I get that. it mixed up with that cartoon llama. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's seen that. 
Oh, the lovers and hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he oh, keeps yeah. killing everyone. And then yeah. the other one's like, Carl. Carl. You've done it again. <laughs> worth, worth checking that out. Just Ugh. Google Carl. Um, so moving on from that, um, Anthony Rapp, also to follow on from last week's stuff about Harvey Weinstein. Um, everyone's so on edge now about anything slightly seedy. Um, a kid can't, well, he's not a kid anymore. He's Anthony Rapp. He's in the new Star Trek um, series. When he was 14 years old, apparently he was at a Christmas party at Kevin Spacey's house. So Kevin Spacey was 20-something at this time. 26. 26. You, you know, you're reading my, my notes. Um, yeah, so basically something untoward might have happened there and he got jumped on. and So it's all a bit, not Spacey. I love that guy. So yeah. it's a bit like finding out how Elmo had molested all those teenage boys. Or at oh, least the did. guy that... What, the puppeteer? The puppeteer, yeah. Really? Yeah, they had to sack yeah, him. Yeah, there was a... No, didn't he? Yeah, they sacked that puppeteer. I but obviously they don't sack Elmo. He was the voice behind it as well. So what? Yeah, they, they had to start to new the with an impersonator and a puppeteer. Yeah. To, I mean, oh. Kermit's still around and Jim Hansen died. So it's not that hard to get a voice actor. Yeah, but Kermit and some of the Sesame Street characters or whatever like that, they're some of the most commonly mm. um, impersonated characters of all time. And a lot of people, you could see creative people would want to get into a passionate job like that. Um, even though you think it's a full time thing, sorry, you'd imagine it would take up a lot of time. No, I'm imagine- voice acting's really easy. Like I'm not saying it's easy as in anyone can do it, but in terms of time commitment, that's one thing I've heard celebrity actors love about it because they can just go in, do their lines, and then that's it. It's and it's not it's as- just the fact that you don't see their face; they're just screaming at a booth. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's not time-consuming like a full-on live-action shoot. Yeah, typically um, voice actors they have like they're booked for three to four-hour sessions, yeah, minimum. Um, they just do all their lines and they're done. Exactly. Yeah. So, but, um, but what about those dedicated studios like, say, Fun Animation or Studioopolis that have their they have their own voice actors for, say, those video games and all all the. So maybe you're differentiating between celebrities who don't yeah. do it full time, mm. like actors doing voice acting as a side gig, like say Jennifer Aniston in uh, yeah. what Anastasia, or like using celebrity names to promote a movie. He's done a lot of. But these voice actors do it full time. So if you're talking about two different career pathways, um, but you know if they're recording like an episode of anime, like they'll take a few hours, just like at least. And there's so many with those ones. They um they're very passionate characters and all that, and they have so many chances to stuff up their vocal cords in some way. Um, I asked Sean Chamel, the guy who plays Goku, and basically there was an instance where he was screaming so hard that he did pass out. But you would think <laughs> out of so many, wow. yeah, you would think that so many times that he'd be screaming like that, he would have already passed out. But no, it was only that one time. It just shows how good he was. And at the time he was speaking, he basically, um, he was tremendously sick. He, mm. he was like, Ugh! the whole time, just, my phone is attacking me. It's going to kill me. And it, um, but he's, a, those guys are amazing. Mm. Even well, if that's they, more like how dedicated he is rather yeah. than being good at it per se. It just shows how committed he is to the art. But yeah. But he yeah, is I mean, good. That's what it takes to he be is good. good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm just, so oh, props to him passing out while screaming. I'm, I've never seen that. Yeah, sorry about that tension. No, no, no. It's all it all works. Um, so that's where I am with that. Hopefully, that's the end of the whole Kevin Spacey drama. It's yeah, yeah it's, it's it's never a good sign though. When that hopefully it ends there, and it doesn't turn into Elmo or Bill Cosby or right. suddenly thirty other people. Right. Or some uh, recent 
Who else came out this week about Harvey Weinstein? Um, three or four other Stein. big name actresses. Harvey Weinstein. Actresses. Uh, what did I say? Stein. It's Stein. Not, it's not Harvey Peter Weinstein. Stein. It's Peter... St- <laughs> why, why am I saying Stein? Where am I getting that from? Seinfeld? Peter Stein. I don't know. Did you hey? drink him as a beer? Peter, Peter Stein. Stein. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably mixing Harvey up. Harvey Weinstein. It's Weinstein. Oh. I'll get there. Oh. I know. I remember a correction. Uh, last week, I said 40 Rock. It's 30 Rock. A show I referred to. Yeah. yeah that really bugged me. Nobody watches um, that anyway. Right, so what else has been happening? Um, history, this, I'm going to go last week, the most interesting things I could find was on the 23rd of October 2001, so what's that, 16 years ago, the iPod was released to 100 million sales, mm. and that kick-started a whole new era of yeah. portable listening, and I think it was only a few years after that where it, they just put it all on your phone anyway. What? But, um, it was very difficult to find just iPods. Well, the iPhone, the iPhone was released in 2007 and the, right. I, the iPod was 2001. So yeah. it had six years of just iPods and iNanos. And, yeah. But the best slogan that they had, Apple, is about simplicity. So their slogan for it, for the mass audiences, for those 100 million sales, was 1,000 songs fit in your pocket. And mm. everyone could understand that. Whereas other competitors like Creative or Microsoft Sony. or... Sony, they, um, they would say, format. oh, we've got 32 gigs that can do 256 kilobytes of MP3, blah, blah, blah. Your granny would not understand that, but she couldn't understand a thousand songs in your pocket. And they're like, that simplicity alone is like yeah. jump that, that scale. Like, it's the same as the whole like Blu-ray HDD thing. Like whoever seems to have the best marketing wins rather than the best product. Yeah. Because I'm still not sold on the Blu-ray thing. It's like, how much mm. do you have to buy? What, 4K TV? Or yeah. is that a different matter entirely? Um, and then Blu-ray uh, quality. Well, you don't God, need the four four K. That's more for the new format, which is. Um, <laughs> gee, I've bought a couple of them myself. I think they're just called like four K, you know, DVDs. Yeah. So. No, it's bonkers the way they do uh, the four K selling point now because they um, they come out with the the formats with the extra features, the things like HDR and all that, and that could be one of the most recent ones. You could not see that on the box, and they're usually trying to tout these with the things like the new game consoles and all that. And there's so many small details that they're leaving out, or they're not simplified enough for some people who are picking up these things that um, they just go unnoticed. And you go, oh, why doesn't mine have this function or whatever? And you just go, um, I don't know, you weren't made aware of this because the marketing is. I don't know whether you can still call 4K that much of an early thing where it's still evolving or whatever, because some some media producers or whatever um, are, are building 8K machines. Wow! On all that, but for, but there's so many things that can just be missed out, and you're just like, what the f- why? I think 8K why don't I have is getting this? to the point where I remember reading an article where it's pretty much the only way to achieve full parity with the 33 millimeter film. Uh, would be to use like an 8K resolution because that's where you're at with like uh, what's projected onto a theater in the cinema. Mm. That's basically 8K mm. when you're working with, you know, full, what is it, that large print? Um, so that's, we're almost going in a full circle back to where we were in the 70s, but in the comfort of your own home. Yeah. So looking forward to that. But I'm happy with my 4K for the moment. That looks fine. So, and it's definitely only early adopters because they're not pushing it with marketing or anything have you um has that you were talking about earlier on your other episodes about the 4k westworld has that come out yet that's a good question i will have to drop into jb tomorrow and have a look if i don't not, think so it's available on amazon <laughs> so is it 
I'm sure it is. Uh, I haven't checked that out. I can't remember but, what the release date was, but yeah, well, given that season two is coming out quite soon, that's something I'll, I'll be quite happy to watch again. Yeah, I really want to hear your opinions on that. On um, season two? Both, both you and Vin. On Westworld? Um, well, uh, not the show. I'm going to probably get into it myself. Um, I'm getting back into TV shows since I got the time, but just mm. Vin, you you were the one who made me actually um, be interested in, in a bit more of 4K just because of... Uh, you said you picked up all the details and you're normally a person who thinks about the situations and all that um, from how we talk and all that. I'm just wondering, yeah, I haven't picked up the details myself, but I'm considering it now. Oh, you're wondering if it's worth going 4K? Uh, I'm not going to be picking up one, but if I can get a demonstration somewhere, mm. um, not from like Sony or whatever, because they have those pre-programmed videos or something that they filmed, but just yeah. somehow if I can find one. Well, the first time I saw 4K, 4K, <laughs> I saw like, Freudian I went to a gay bar much. and yeah. man, it was 4K. Four holes. That should you're, be a you're new You were in a cage. Um, so 4K, it was two years ago at a JB Hi-Fi and it was showing Wimbledon and it was like just a typical Wimbledon match and I saw a 4K TV and the detail was so spectacularly amazing. I saw the blades of grass yep. just moving and, and the, the, the fluff of the ball just yeah, yeah, disappearing. Like the, the dirt on the ball. And then, yeah. and then it showed a comparison to like a shitty day. TV that was just normal, normal resolution. And it was just like seeing a, a Picasso painting. It was just like blurry. I, I wasn't really Sorry. into it. Um, so I think 4K is mainly it's for detail and I would say immersion if you have a big enough screen mm. um, as you do. If you're seeing 4K on this monitor... It really is no difference. 4K is only effective for large screens in general. Yeah, yeah and also so your distance. Vin just pointed to his 20-inch computer screen. Um, I'm humble and content. Thank you very much. <laughs> hey, yeah. Me yeah, too. I'm a tight ass. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I, I got mine on a big sale or whatever they were having, so I'm quite happy with that. And yeah, like you said, once you've seen it, you, it's hard to go back. And I tend to go through on Netflix, they've got a category, which is just all the 4K stuff. And um, I tend to go through that before anything else. Can you do that with your current internet provider? Because we've got pretty much Australia's got sticks and can- yeah, well, sticks got, and kangaroo uh, internet. Yeah, one yeah. of the criteria for moving to where we did was that it had to have NBN minimum. So, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not getting rolled out until twenty twenty. I mean, like hundred percent coverage. You oh, you mean everywhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're a bit behind the eight ball on that. Man. Same with the power thing. But the um, but reason, what else? I had another history bit. John Glenn, at 77 years old in 1998, on the 29th of October, uh, is the oldest astronaut to fly around in space on the shuttle Discovery. So I thought oh. that was cool. I didn't realize he was that old mm. when he went up. So if he can do it, give me time. Not, not everyone can <laughs> be an astronaut. <laughs> John Glenn's pretty amazing. I would break like a Twix bar. Yeah. Um, what else? So now we're moving into the reason we're all here, and I made sure that everyone had seen it. Uh, the latest Marvel release, the 16th Marvel property to come mm-hmm. out, the third Marvel film this year, and obviously the final because we're already in um, November, basically tomorrow. So, yeah. Uh, IMDb, I went there for a few of the trivial details, but overall let's get a rough impression of... Um, Sure. Go ahead, Vin. Tell so, me what you thought. So just ladies and gentlemen, there will be no spoilers because it was released <laughs> literally days ago in Australia and it hasn't yet to be released in America at the, right. at the time of this filming. Can I just say, my partner right. is so. from America and he was spewing 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard a lot of, uh, <laughs> right. lot of upset. Lots of people on the internet. Yeah. Um, we own Chris Hemsworth. So I'm yeah. going to give you a general impression. Um, I was very uh, impressed by the uh, absolute beauty, the color tones, uh, the rainbow colors that was introduced to us from uh, scene to scene. Um, I, it was When it's classified as a comedy, it definitely is a comedy. Uh, compared to the other Marvel films that we've seen, um, this amps it up. Uh, They're moving more in that direction. The first two Thor films were quite dark, especially the last one with the old... So and, depressing. You know, Kenneth Branagh the, the was dark world. the first one. And yeah. They've definitely moved more in this direction after the success of Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Yes. Um, you know, hiring... Uh, I should have written his name Taika. down. Taiki. He's got one of those. Okay, uh, the New Zealand director. Right. I'm just very happy that there's a largely Australian cast, Australian yes. slash New Zealand. So um, mm. there is some kind of this sense of Aussie humour uh, throughout that we can relate to you, a lot does more. Does anyone remember the name of the ship that they stole? The really the big the pleasure craft that they stole that was called the Commodore. Oh, the really large one. That I don't know. You're spoiling oh. too much here, but there was yeah. a bunch of ships in a few scenes near the end that get taken. And they've all got names like Commodore, Tirana, Kingswood, Statesman. They're all references to Australian-made cars. So I thought that was cool. And also, speaking oh. of colour schemes, yeah, all those ships, the only colours they had were red, yellow, and black. Going off yep. the Aboriginal flag. Aboriginal, yeah. Oh. I like that. That was cool. Yeah. That, that was my, one of my favourite bits of trivia. Also, the song they used in the trailer in some of the fight scenes was called Immigrant. Um, I can't. Remember. I didn't catch the name of the band. Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. <laughs> uh, wow. Showing my like lack of any musical <laughs> knowledge at all. Basically, the reason they use that song was because it does a lot of the lyrics reference Norse mythology. So I thought that was pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also another amazing thing that shows, like there was one recent reference to it where a little kid was brought along. Um, as part of his Make-A-Wish, a little kid with cancer in a wheelchair, he decided it would be a good idea, and you hear it in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler, for Thor, when he sees Hulk for the first time, to go, I know him, He's, I work with that guy. Basically, this little kid came up with that line. He's I thought, well, that's work. nice of them to give him that one line, but on further reading, I found out that over 80% of the lines in the movie were improvised. Wow. Well, he yeah. was actually, the director said... It's not confirmed, but he reckons it's 68. 68? Yeah, goes, I don't know. I'm going off IMDb. So. Yeah, this is from an interview. All right. 68. Either way, it's, and apparently the reason they did that was to inc- foster the spirit of collaboration yeah. and spontaneity. And I don't know. I think it works. Yeah. So I, none of them felt R- Really funny. Me. Yeah. It's a massively inclusive movie from, mm. from, what, I, yeah, from what I saw and what you just said. Um no, that's great. That's the first big blockbuster film I've ever seen with um, an Islander accent, like that Polynesian. <laughs> thing. I love it. As soon as he started speaking, I, I just it. died. Yeah. Oh, it's my neighbour. Um, yeah, well, it's like half the guys I, I meet at work, and I was just—it's like, that's definitely oh. got a flood of the Concords feeling um, yeah, yeah, with yeah. that sort of time because he directed yeah, the, the right. film. So yeah. uh, Eagle versus Shark and yeah. a couple yeah. of other. And, and it, it, you can tell it's not American humour. American uh, humour does yeah. not deliver in that deadpan way, yeah. very slow, kind of awkward or. Uh, airy tone. Um, it was it was really funny, and there was a lot of cameos throughout the film. Once say oh, who yes. or what? You don't want to say who or no, what? Don't don't say. Who. Oh my god, so good um, the cameos. Like, but no, when I watched at the cinema, all, all everyone in the whole cinema, we were screaming and yes. like pointing at the screen, like <laughs> it's that guy. Right. So 
basically, I love the director, but I've only seen his work. I've never heard or seen him, you know, other than behind the scenes stuff. But found out later that he does the voice for one of the CGI characters. And yeah, that's the the guy with the Polynesian accent. And it just, I was like, okay, I love this guy. It, so. We're seeing a lot more with that with the Disney productions. Like, I was getting, even though it was just so recent, it was getting flashbacks with Moana and whatever. Because that was the whole Polynesian cast and all that. Uh, yeah. One of the ladies is from Moana. Uh, she was the... Oh, you're talking right, about the right hand... Yeah. Well, not man, but... Lady. Warrior, battle-hardened woman. Moana. Yeah. She's and I've seen, her, I've seen her in Wolf Creek, the TV series as well. Mm. As a, like, really beefy, no-nonsense truckie. So, yeah, split a man in half. Mm. Um, uh, Kemp... Are you guys going to mention anything about the tones? Do you think there was any inconsistencies with the with the tone in some of this movie? Like they've had it with some of the other Marvel movies, where um, I think Doctor Strange had that tonal. It wasn't always consistent, bright and fun. You know, sometimes they'd go dark, and I don't know if it balanced quite perfectly. Did you watch a video about that? About what's that? No, I know that there was another one that mocked the sense of they thought it went they went too far where his cloak started playing around with him and it wouldn't let him be serious and it was, it was just something too lighthearted. the urgency but, of emotion or dr- drama taking yeah, away that drama. Yeah, it took away the pathos Whereas or something. The first but, three Spider-Man movies were cool with like embracing that moment of triumph without having some stupid comedic moment to, to ruin it. Not that Thor was like that. It was some great moments that you'd expect of, of that person doing their thing as typical per se Marvel movie, but then it would completely flip and then the entire audience at events cinemas were laughing. We were having a great time. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, I thought it was fairly well balanced. Like, Doctor Strange, I'm not... I really enjoyed that movie, so I can't knock it. But I thought this was made... was more consistent or more cohesive in that sense, tonally. Like, when it was sad, it was just enough... Like, there was a few scenes with um, the father figure, um, Odin, that really worked. And it was still touching and sentimental, but not overly so. Um, yeah. I thought uh, it's deliberately like, a comedic film, though. It's like, but it's almost getting to no. Like I did think it had inconsistencies, where it was getting too silly for that. I reckon no. I I reckon Doctor Strange actually pulled it off better. Um, I didn't really. <clears throat> I didn't. Sorry, I didn't really have any jarring moments like with the cape and all that. But when this whole thing was an over overarching joke, um, it did it did sort of pull me out of it a bit and I couldn't take it seriously when the moments that were supposed to be serious were serious. Yeah. And, uh, some of the things that the movie pulled, um, pulled that were new. Mm. Um, it just took me out of it. Even though this is to me, this is definitely the best Thor movie by far. Mm. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's easy. But just with, uh, other movies like, uh, a good one, another one that pulled it off well was the recent like Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm. That that took itself seriously at the right times. Yeah, never pulled out that silly crap when it yeah when it could have. Hundred percent agree. But do you, do you yeah. think it's because that is the director's style? It, it could be because of that dry sense of humor and that yeah. um that like it's it's like um you know Eric Bana yeah Eric he Bana. yeah he used to be he used to be a comedian yep. and he used to just be had that stone face thing and uh what was it again the yeah it 
it just makes me wonder if we're eventually going to get back to the levels of Batman and Robin. No, I think it's a lot smarter than that. As long as they keep using the same writers and directors and Kevin Feige's probably got a pretty firm hand on it and he'll shift direction. Like now it's a lot more fun. Yeah. But um, whereas DC is sticking with the dark kind of tone. Like yeah. they tried to lighten it a little bit with Suicide Squad at the last right. minute. Just as go it back like it's going to... They got the guys who made the trailer to re-edit the entire film, but still you couldn't escape the clawing darkness that... Uh, yeah. Was it... Um, yeah, I don't mind Coyote? that at all. I like the point of difference between the two Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not complaining about it. It's just, um, it's good to have that um, dichotomy. You've got the two different yeah. worlds and that works, you know? You it, can... It's just variety. It's what X-Men offers to... It's what x-men and the fox universe can um has to offer compared to the disney one yeah yeah well the x-men stuff was always took itself very it was very po-faced and serious yeah until they deadpool made a shit ton of money and now they're, they're doing i think the whole new mutant x-force thing is going to be an edgier funny you know deadpool was obviously a big part of the x-force comics and he was in and out of them and then sort of went everywhere he really took off in the late 90s um, and has obviously stayed popular ever since. Yeah. And so I think that's they're going to stay in that ballpark, which is cool. Like they'll be even edgier than the Marvel stuff. Do you reckon Logan was the last one for those sort of serious? No, no, no. Stuff? They made so much money with that. They're just going to be going after it as hard as they can. Uh, go for it, mate. So I cried good. at the end of Logan for twenty minutes after the movie. It was really sad. Yeah, that was that was a that was a tough watch. I mean, it was. Amazing. Yeah, that's a brutal also... movie. Into, like, uh, do you mean? Do you think are they still going to go for like stuff that's that serious? Yeah. Or just, just stick with the Deadpool, like R-rated but funny. No, well, but if new... they. Oh, sorry. No, go. No, they're making that new mutant movie, and it's yeah. like horror style. Okay, I haven't seen much new on that. Mutants, that... I think the new mutants is yeah. basically like the X Force stuff. Okay. Wow. Well, I'm down. Horror style. Okay. Well, then there you go. They're going with, but it's going to be. You can't really go for exactly what Logan is because that's so much its own. It's in an alternate universe. It doesn't exist in the same um, yep. timeline as any of the other stuff. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, back to Thor. Uh, you were talking about the colors. It almost felt like it could have existed in the Borderlands universe. There were so many right. pastels and yeah, very flat as well. Yeah. Um, Smear paint. Uh, on the point about the consistency of the the comedy and stuff, because it's so like light-hearted I, I didn't feel the villain to be that menacing even though she's considered to be the goddess of death mm. um and so each marvel movie i've always wanted a villain that was truly epic truly scary truly destroying all hope like age of ultron i thought that was it because they cut the trailer so well a mm. couple of years back but then yeah. it, he turned out to be some, some stupid robot with like robot minions and it just didn't grasp the sense of of loss at all I that mean, trailer was pretty damn promising. Yeah, I mean it was a great yeah. film, but it wasn't what that trailer. Like, was I thought it the villain was like meh, and then mm. X Men with Apocalypse, pretty meh oh, as well. Was, oh, great! God, no, not, not, so yeah, I'm looking for a comic book vi- movie that has a villain that truly is epic, and and I hope Thanos in Infinity mm. War will, will prove that. Who's the closest thing to it apart from? Um, Fuck, so, I could What's only the... relate to it in the cartoons though. Like I found Apocalypse in the X Men cartoons to be. Yeah completely menacing but he could do all those things he had the power to turn giant he had the he had the bulging muscles <laughs> that's right instead of just Oscar Isaac in um who dipped his head into a paint of blue paint I mean oh stuff that up um I know what you're getting at yeah, yeah. no that was I'm talking about Poe yeah Poe Dameron <laughs> lovely Poe Dameron by the way 
Um, how did you avoid the trailer for Star Wars? Because that was definitely yeah. on before. I, I, you know what I actually did? I actually closed my eyes and did that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, was, I was thinking about you guys. Covering my I, ears I and just doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I had to. Well, I was there with my kid, and I was like, "It's too late. I just have to sit here and, and watch it." And I don't think there was too many spoilers, thankfully. So you know, and that just got me really excited to watch it. So. Like the visual imagery. So I closed my eyes because any sort of visual imagery. I'll, You're still going to hear it though. I I covered my ears. But that's not going to. All I heard was like. Really? Yeah, there wasn't much dialogue in it. No. Yeah. Safe. Okay. So my friend James was like, "I still don't get the spoilers." I'm like, "Okay, fine." Um, but yeah, I, was, I hope mm. we get like. If you are the type others. that watches it, then you must be as excited as I am. Yeah, midnight screenings all the way. Looks good. But yeah, um, so in, in consensus, uh, I want to get a, a basically a score from everyone for Thor Ragnarok, and then a final byline or a sentence on the movie. So I guess we can start with Alex. Uh, what would your score be, and, and what would your general thoughts? I would give it about a seven. It was seven the- out of seven. <laughs> 7 out of 10 wow. I found the movie to be quite good with its art direction and new styling for Thor but sometimes the overall atmosphere of the silliness just got to me and I couldn't and I couldn't get a different tone for the rest of the movie mm, okay fair enough what about you? you? I give it a, a 9 mm. I thought it was really it was a good fresh type of Marvel movie. I, I think the closest thing to it is Guardians. Um, I really enjoyed it. Like, I'm really looking forward to mm. um, what the director has next or if he's... Is he doing any more Marvel stuff? Oh, he's just going to keep it coming, I hope. Yeah, you know, I hope make so. ten more. Give him all the money. Um, yep, yeah, no, that's, yeah, a, that's really a fair like score. Cool. I um, agree with you there. I, I might even go up to a ten. Some of the criticism was that it's too much like Guardians, but for me, that's like if you're going to be like anything, be like that because those movies were that was the innovative you know, so one. good. Um, yeah, maybe there's oh, it's just copying that, but no, I sort of you know, it's still it wasn't quite a buddy cop movie because you had the Hulk Thor um, relationship developing, and then you had the more interesting kind of brother dynamic happening with with Loki. And, you know, I think they really resolved a lot of the issues they had. So that was fun to watch. Um, so it was a real ensemble piece, you know. You had everyone yeah, fitting in and it all yeah. just... No one got too much time. It was all fairly... And apparently it's the first movie um, where Hulk had exactly the same amount of screen time as uh, Bruce Banner. Yeah, I'll, I'll so, I'm, And that I'm worked really well. It was quite, and yeah. it's the first time I really saw... Oh, the other trivia was that it's the first time that... Um, Mark Ruffalo actually voiced the Hulk up till now in every single incarnation of Hulk, including Age of Ultron, and it's been Lou Ferrigno <laughs> who did the original TV series. Original yeah, wow. So I thought okay. that was interesting. That's cool. so and it definitely worked with Mark, so keep it coming. Nice. So, yeah, mine as well. Uh, I think I did that 10. Yeah. Wow. Good score. I, I give it an 8 out of 10. I think uh, it's better than Guardians 2. And it's on par with Guardians One. Um, I I love it because of the Australianness of it. It's I feel very relate related mm. to it um, in terms of the humor, the cast. Um, I, I like, like I yeah. like that Mark Ruffalo has more screen time as like mm. a human because it makes me more relatable to the Hulk and and his tr- struggles and to to keep his rage. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful film, very funny, um, very solid. Yeah, better than Ultron. I think it's on par maybe with Doctor Strange. Maybe Ooh. this is me being biased. 
like Doctor Strange and Thor would be like Thor would maybe be just slightly bottom, but that's just me being conservative. But there was a beautiful sequence yeah. at the beginning where Thor uh, encounters Doctor Strange and they just do some cute little tricks. You know how he keeps moving them around, and that just that works so well for me. Um, also, the moments with, as you said, Mark Ruffalo, um, just playing Bruce, just these quiet little, you know, the really sweet little comedic moments about, you know, the only clothes left after obviously um, had to shift was uh, Tony Stark's spare wardrobe. And he's wearing his glasses and the pants are too tight. It's just all these cute little jokes. And, um, you know, they didn't have to go big. Even the small stuff really worked. It, so. ma- it makes the universe... Mm. those details yeah um, they, they're worried about even you know trivial stuff like pants being too tight or yeah. whatever it is it's just that brings you into it like oh well i can you know i can relate to that sometimes my pants are too tight i'm just like bruce banner i want to get that so. shirt that white shirt that he's wearing was really nice good design yeah so i think they were wearing it during the interview the press junket as well um, oh okay so i want to i want to get that just as a as a nod to the movie mm. Um, but it seems that everyone's got very positive reviews to it. Um, definitely worth a watch again if you yeah. haven't seen it in 3D or VMAX. It's been certified fresh by Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So uh, it's all in consensus that it's a fantastic movie and a, and a great pathway to uh, something better. And hopefully we get more Australian directors to uh, direct more Marvel films. Uh, well, that's it, everybody. Thank well, you for listening New Zealand, to but yeah. the... Okay, whatever. Australia <laughs> slash New Zealand. All right? You want to get Close technical? Close enough. We'll adopt it's like him. 40 rock, 30 rock, whatever. All right. <laughs> okay. It's like, I'm, I'm equally as proud to see like Weta Digital do um, like stuff like that. Yeah. Um, well, thank you very, very well, much, before everybody. Before we sign off though, yep. there are events coming up. Um, okay. This Saturday, there's the zombie walk. We better cover that. Um, oh, yeah. Also, PAX just happened and we'll hopefully have David back in the chair next week to tell us all about it. Okay. But um, yeah, this Saturday is pretty much the only thing well, going on. it's not raining. It's, yeah. It's, um... Yeah. It's some pretty wild weather lately, but either way, it'll be fun. You know, you'll just have to keep covering yourself in blood. It'll wash off. There's always more blood where that came yeah, from. Yeah, for sure. So um, hit up the Facebook event. It won't take too much Googling to find it. But, um, yeah, looking forward to that. Um, otherwise, I think that's it for Sydney in the uh, near future. So it's been a good one. Um, it was a bit hard squeezing everyone in with four of us in this <laughs> Rather cozy little bedroom, but uh, I think we had fun and hope you did too. What does Vin say? All right. Well, thank you very much, everybody. Uh, I want to thank the guests for coming along, Alex and Dee. Uh, you've been a, a great help, and uh, it's, I'd love to hear your opinions on the movie. It was, it was wonderful, and thank you, Patrick, as always. Uh, well, that's Banana Split, episode 16. My name is Vin. My name is Patrick. My name is Dee. My name is Alex. I don't know what that was. Where did this guy come from? Grab some dessert and get the hell out of here. Here we go. Sorry. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Brain Trust Brothers Network. For more information about this podcast or others, visit braintrustbros.com. <laughs>